Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beth Pal Bam. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me, as always, is Tony. Amazing. And Josh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what the f- Are you, like, that, that could just be a line from any fucking show. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> expecting another one, and I'll touch to on that later on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's another one, but I might might leave that for the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're here to talk Moon Knight episode four, The Tomb. Um, We are now two thirds of the way through, Mm. boys. Um, So it's starting to get interesting. Let's let's put it this way. So I'm going to dive straight in. Uh, The first thing I... I've got noted down. It's that very disorientating opening shot of being upside down. I was watching it on my iPad and I thought my iPad had reorientated itself. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden it just turned around. I was literally just picking it up to turn it round to get it to fix itself. And then it just did it itself. And it really disorientated me. Like I was like, What's going on? My iPad decided to mess around. To go from watching Moon Knight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really bizarre. Um, the second thing I noted, and it, it was something that my wife brought up as well. I'd already written written it as a note, but she turned around and said the same thing. Only episode two used the Marvel fanfare, just randomly. Mm. All the oh, rest fuck of the yeah, now you mentioned it. Else. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck and yes. It seems like they didn't have a piece of music to go over it for episode two. Mm. Um, every other episode has had something different over the top of it, and it just thought really kind of strange. Um, the opening scene, how the fuck do they not get shot? I know. <laughs> I'm just going to roll I over. I understand it if he still has, like, the suit and could, yeah. you know, do a fucking... Max Fleischer, Superman, just rappers Kate Brown, the girl. Yeah, but you know he's fucking mortal man now. Jesus, they just kind of flop over, and the bullets just, kind of hit. You know in what? Front just to make it a bit more real, they should have at least as not someone actually get fucking shot, but you know just get grazed and like they're like ah fuck me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was. It just seemed like my God, how bullshit. are they not getting? <laughs> yeah. They're literally out in the open. It's like a fucking stormtrooper shooting at them. Um, I just love the fact you can you can hide inside a truck in the desert. Oh, yeah. that, I'm not being funny. That was the bit. That was even worse than someone not getting shot or grazed by a bullet. Yeah. Why would you, to... They're supposed to be like I don't know the Egyptian mafia or some shit, right? And yeah. they don't think to just open the back of that truck and toss like a Molotov cocktail in there just to make sure. Yeah. Are you yeah. being fucking serious? This whole whole scene wasn't particularly well put together. They're exploding ammo in the back of the truck. Oh, look like yeah, firecrackers. That, yeah. That, yeah, that was some Rambo shit, though. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it's it did just... remind me of, Josh? Was it in, in a lot of video games? I've been playing a bit of Far Cry earlier. Where, where they, with the, the the NPCs will suddenly act a bit like that. You stood right there and they can't find you. <laughs> just... Oh, yeah. When they, um, I think it was Far Cry Three, when they used to get in the in the bushes. And the grass would be about like five centimeters high, and you could hide in it. Yeah. And they'd, just, they'd be looking at that, you know, and you'd be like, "Ah, oh, yeah," and they'd be like, <laughs> "There's no one there." I, I remember Goldeneye being like that. 
Oh God, on the N64, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, very much so. Um, then I noted, and we we touched on it slightly in the last episode, and I think it was I'm not sure which one of you it was. We've only just recorded it. Brain's gone. Um, but Stephen seems to have a very different attitude. Now, oh, yeah. Conchu's yeah, yeah. gone. I, I, said, I think Stephen's going to grow a pair of bollocks. Yeah, and mm. I think he, he does start to in this episode because Conchu's gone. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he knows he has to, like, you know, I mean, I hate using this phrase, but it's the only one I can think of. He has to man up now that, like, yeah. you know, the big fucking god that makes him immortal is fucked off somewhere. Yeah, he, he just seems more assertive and confident in his manner. But then again, I also think he's showing off for Layla, which, in fairness, I don't blame him for because she is no, fifth. Uh, not at all. Um, then the next one I got down, and this is what I thought Tony was going to say at the start of the, the episode. Uh, he says plonker for the first hey. time. And that's what, what I thought you were going to say. carrot plonker? You really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we get we get some blood splatters. We're oh, getting a little weird. bit more. We're getting a little bit more violent here than we've seen <laughs> with the MCU. Good. Uh, we we get a bit more blood. Obviously, we got that blood in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but this episode goes quite a lot further than, yeah, than we the, got the, there. There's clearly a butcher around somewhere when you see that scene. Yeah. See, the thing um, is, I th- I think this is a method in Marvel's madness, right? They're slowly amping up the violence because they yeah. know that the, the people who went to see Iron Man back in 2008 are, like, my age, maybe a bit older, and they are used to watching, like, mad gory shit on Netflix or, like, they watch Daredevil, Jessica Jones, etc. on Netflix. And that's what I was going to say. I think this is aiming towards the introduction of those characters. Yeah, yeah. Um... Because I know they're going to have to stick with what we already know and love. Yeah, because if they start shows. fucking um, PG and like Daredevil yeah. and Will, well, I mean we've already had Wilson, obviously, but like if if they have to like tone down that shit, there is going to be a riot because the yeah. people who like advocated for at least Daredevil to be brought into the MCU were like, if you yeah. dare like tone yeah. him down, there will be murder. Yeah, and especially if the the fact that Oscar's t- talking up. Um, Midnight Suns. If the Punisher comes along and they tone him down, oh yeah, I, I yeah. think oh no. hell will break loose. Yeah. Um. Then I, I found it really interesting that she's still attracted to him. Clearly, I know well, he, he still looks the same, but he's yeah. quite clearly a different person. Well, the well, thing he, is, I think it's the phys- I think the physical attraction to the body of Oscar Isaac is there. But yeah. as you say, it's the personality of a fucking wimp. Like well, he's the biggest piece of wet left when she first meets him. She's in love with Stephen's brain, I think. Basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then my next note was "Dirty Stephen with a V" <laughs> for kissing her. Yay! Um, I don't blame him. I made a fist pump then. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> well, in fairness, the revenge that Mark gets, I, I actually just did not see that coming. I laughed out loud at that. Yeah, so I, and that's, that literally, that's literally my next next note is Mark punching him. More great physical comedy from Oscar Isaac. Yeah. But again, was that Mark that punched him or was it the third identity? Uh, the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, then I wrote down, 
I think this is probably the best looking episode we've had. The sets, I said, what great looking, what I think are sets and CGI, but it's so difficult to tell where one oh, ends and you know it's the next then, stuff. Don't you? Yeah. Those sets, that once they get in inside the pyramids, is just ridiculous. They're massive, and you just cannot tell. Because the thing is, if we we do this as like a hobby, and we enjoy picking the fuck apart of these shows and movies, yeah. etc. So if we actually cannot tell the difference between what is CG and what is like a physically built set, then you know you're doing it right. Because if we can't yeah. tell the difference. Yeah, and again, I think this is this is kind of what I was saying on the last episode. I think they had more time to do these later episodes than they did those first two because there's such a noticeable difference. Mm. Like that first first episode in the van, in the, the cupcake van, was dreadful. Yet this, in fact, all of this, Stuff inside the, the pyramids is superb. Mm. Um, oh, and that ghoul, that ghoul shit me up, you know. Yeah, and, and that's, I, I've got a note that says this is one of the more disgusting scenes we've seen in the MCU. Yeah. Um, with yeah, with that thing. Complete Raiders vibe in there from, from the minute we get yeah. inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the, the bone sword where he chop, where she pulls his arm off. Oh, that's, that was scatty, though. Yeah, just uh, foul. Uh, I did, before we got to that bit, I did have a note. The stuff with the Eye of Horus, I thought was really clever. Oh, yeah. yeah. As to find out where they were going. Yeah, mm. see, this is what I was saying. See, it's like how, this is how you do, like, Egyptology and, like, you know, in basically Indiana Jones stuff. You take the stuff that exists in the mythology of the, the thing that you're drawing from and you turn it into something that it's quite obviously not, but you've got, you still have to make it work, and that's yeah. how you do it well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, was I, the, I was watching the episode thinking, now we, this is what, we need a separate Uncharted series with Nathan Fillion, and we can still have Tom doing the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I also thought it was a really great twist with Alexander the Great. As well. Oh yeah. I didn't see that coming yeah. at all. Um, I really like that. Um, and then just a couple of character beats. To be honest, I think Layla's one of the be- more well-rounded female characters we've had in the MCU for a while. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. really strong. Um, she doesn't rely on anybody else. No. She in fact, she's she gives been me right. Lara Croft. Yeah. Yeah. Massive definitely. Lara Croft vibes. And in fact, Stephen's been relying on her yeah. a lot of the time rather than the other way around. Um, and I've, I've really liked that about her. Sadly, Harrow's the opposite. Didn't like Harrow. I, I don't, I just don't think he's a very good villain. I think he's a bit 1B. Yeah, I think he is. But the thing is, I don't, we don't really know his plan outside of resurrecting Armit. Yeah, and he's just honestly, he's just he's not imposing, it's not really nasty either, for the most part. No, he's just a I bit think, creepy and weird. Well, see, the <laughs> thing, the thing with me is, and I've, I've made this point a couple of times before the best villains are the ones who think they're doing right and they're 
the, the, like their end game is going to benefit everyone, whether they like it or not. And yeah. I think that's what Ethan Hawke's character is doing. But because we don't know what his actual end game is outside of resurrecting Amit, we do, we don't have the full picture. So I, I'm obviously I'm hoping going forward we get a little bit more insight into that. But if it is yeah. literally just he's trying to resurrect an evil justice god of uh, Egyptology, you know, yeah, it is going to be a bit of a bum no come the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't really get a get a feel for why he wants everybody judged so much. I don't think it's been lost in translation for me a little bit. That element. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I know he's like the ex avatar. He's basically the ex Moon Knight, really. Yeah. But, um, and I kind of noticed this being a, a common theme of the MCU shows. Um, they're all getting set up against villains that are basically them the evil versions of themselves. Yeah. Um, well, I, which, I think that that's that's that. I mean, that's a kind of I think probably screenwriting one hundred and one, anyway, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is. But you yeah, know, come on, mix it, mix it up a bit. I mean, don't be wrong; it worked massively for One Division. It worked perfectly for Loki as well because we got introduced to the multiverse. They changed it up as well. But we've seen it a with Iron Man one, um, Captain America one and two. Technically, even though two was like the best MCU film of all time. Um, Hulk, Incredible Hulk, 2008. Um, mm. You know, just un- until we get fucking Venom in Spider-Man, you know, that's going to be the bloody, you know, sherry on the mm. cake. But, uh, you know, I wish they'd change it up and make it work if they are if they have no other option but to do, you know, yeah. evil Moon Knight, evil Doctor Strange, evil whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, sticking with character, the chemistry between Layla and both Mark and Stephen is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In just very different ways. Obviously, it's a different dynamic depending on which one it is. But I just I think they really work well together. Well, um, it's they... just great to see a sort of a love triangle with two people, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. It's, it's, it's absolutely the loving it. As well, with which. Like Oscar Isaac can switch between the two and still keep the different chemistries separated in his own yeah. mind. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I did note that there seems to be a lot of gun use in a series that's very much based on the mystical. You find that in, in, like I mentioned, we've mentioned Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Those two games. I mean, <laughs> the amount of people that Nathan kills is just ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're very gun heavy considering they're basically based on Indiana Jones, who only has a pistol and a whip. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then, and then the shock of seeing him get shot and dying. Oh, I man. completely wasn't expecting that. No, no absolutely. <laughs> it just it really took me by surprise. Um, and then we get into the complete change of <laughs> style. What that I mean, did not see coming at all. I mean, I kind of understand where they're probably going to go with it because obviously we discussed it between the three of us or the four of us in the group yeah. chat. But you know, when it first came on the screen, I was like, I, 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 like, have I just like t- secretly taken acid or something when I've got home and not known it? You know, like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? And what will make you laugh, the guy that's playing um, Stephen in that little video. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. I saw him play George Banks on the West End for Mary Poppins. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> going to go there. 
Um, it's probably more of a reference Tony might get. Um, it's Maria's dad from Sarah Jane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I remember now. The Adventures. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you never saw... Oh, great series, Tony. Get on it. Um, <laughs> then, obviously, we get all the, the returning characters that we've seen throughout the series. I love seeing Hawley without his gold makeup on. Oh, yeah. He's the first character we actually see, isn't he? Um, which I thought's brilliant, and, and hopefully we'll see some more of him as, as we go on. I saw on, on, on another breakdown video about it. It's, it's a genius sequence to bring back those other actors and basically yeah. for them to carry some of the weight of the, of the narrative. Yeah. Um, like, like his boss from the shop. Yeah, the same actress popping up in again, and it's his and the guy that the goal kills. Yeah, is his carer. Yeah, <laughs> which is I just I loved the fact that they did that. It's it's great to That's to see great. all those four episodes Billy tied and Bobby, up, or whatever they're called as well. Yeah, do you know yeah. do you know what it reminded me of? Um, you know that sort of fan theory surrounding Batman, where Batman is actually actually broke, like his mind snapped on the night his yes. parents were killed, yeah, and he's actually been in Arkham for like thirty years, and um, his main uh, care or psychiatrist is Doctor Joe Care. <laughs> like it gave me massive vibes of that, as in because you know, obviously, Moon Knight is basically Marvel's Batman, but um, yeah. it's it, it gave me like that thing of oh they've taken that DC fan theory and just applied it to this character and yeah. it's a bit of a like two V-shaped fingers up to DC fans going we can do your shit better than you can yeah, yeah. Well, it was a fantastic twist the little characters oh yeah the forger woman and she's doing a drawing and stuff like that and it's just and then the cupcakes yeah. on the trolleys it's, it's just brilliantly done yeah and, I mean it's an old it's, trope I mean because it popped up in I mean, uh, Buffy did a really good one, which was actually really controversial, I remember, at the time, and, and kind of yeah. pissed off a lot of fans, but I thought it was a really clever episode, um, Normal yeah. Again, where, where she has the same sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a really good way of sort of unsettling your audience, because now, depending on how it plays episode five, you, you are now wondering, has everything we've seen been in his head or not at this point? <laughs> Well, yeah. it's kind of confirmed towards the end that it's definitely in his head, or as we sort of discussed between the three of us, he's in the Egyptian or some sort oh, of yeah. afterlife. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love how two-faced Layla is. You've oh, won. Yeah, We've won. Yeah. I've won. <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure you get your winnings this time. Yeah. Uh, I got a very little turn from her. It's a complete turn around at 180 from the character we've seen of her so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I actually thought Harrow was creepier yes, in this that's... version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I actually and... thought it was a better version of the character. And Ethan sells this whole segment really well, and that's why you're thinking, is this real or not? Because he's just, it's such a completely different yeah. turn from what we've seen of him so far. It, is, it really gets under your skin. And, and, yeah, and he plays it in such a way that it might be plausible. Yeah, and I also love the fact that I don't know whether you guys noticed that his office has still got an Egyptian theme. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I thought was brilliant. Um, just in the background, they don't make it obvious, but you just it catches your corner of your eye while they're they, they're on screen, and you're like, oh, there's some Egyptian stuff. Oh, there's some Egyptian stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also another 
absolutely great turn of performance by Oscar Isaac yeah. in this scene. Um, throughout this scene, in fact, from, from him being kind of comatose um, yeah. to kind of coming to. I um, I really like it. And I, I did like the little action figure that he was holding as well. I thought yeah. that was a yeah, lovely fact, little note. If you study it carefully, it's actually it's um, another figurine that he's basically adapted. Yeah, yeah, he's put like tinfoil and all kinds around it, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually really like the reunion between Stephen and, and Mark. I think it's yeah. lovely that they've oh, kind of come yeah. to terms with each other at yeah. this point. Um, and but it really shows the distinct. Screaming for them to open the third one or not? I, I want to see. Oh who's yeah, in yeah. Right, and I've yeah. got a theory about who um, the fourth, per- not the fourth person, the third personality is, right? So I don't think it's a coincidence that they have cast um, Maria Jackson's dad from Sarah Jane Adventures as Stephen Grant's, the, the fiction version on the, on the VHS tape, right? I think that that is going to turn out to be Layla's dad, who was killed the day that um, uh, Mark even became Moon Knight. Yeah, and, that is um, a possibility. Yeah, because I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, no offence to the guy, because he was fantastic in, in the things I've seen him in, but he's not like, it's mad the fact that he's been cast in a Marvel thing. Like, you just yeah. would not expect it. When he came on screen, I was like, holy shit, that's the guy from whatever. And so yeah. I think he's going to turn out to be Layla's dad. And he was also absorbed as a personality in some way, or he's going to be like the um, the avatar of Armit. Yeah, there's a possibility that that might be correct. I still think it's Jake in that sarcophagus, though. I think they made it too obvious. I think you might be going the right way with where they end up going, that he is the the avatar of Amat, but I think that's Jake. Whether we see Jake is a different story. I think they might just be implying that there's another personality and we don't actually see him. And that possibly comes up in either a season two or a team up series or wherever they're going with him. Because clearly this isn't the end of Moon Knight. No. no. So I think we will see it at some point, whether it's in these last two episodes, I don't know. And then basically my last note was hippo. (laughs) Because that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And do you know? Do you know? Do you know? The funny Tower thing Rath, is, I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced. Tower Rath, I think, is it the? Day yeah. Of... But the the funny thing about that is, right? I, literally, I finished watching it and I was like, "What the fuck have I just watched?" <laughs> that, that ending bit, right? And then I was just scrolling through TikTok, and there's an interview of Oscar Isaac with, I think it's Jimmy Kimmel, um, with a guitar. He's doing pre- press for bloody Moon Knight at the same time, and he gets the guitar and starts doing this little jam and starts going hippopotamus, hippopotamus. And honest <laughs> to God, Paul, do me a big favor and put that at the end of this episode as we're closing out. <laughs> Double, <laughs> please of, do it. Of, of the high pitch, hi, and, and then and yeah, then the voice just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's just brilliant. And then they just they react like, oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. It's just 
Yeah. And the thing was, it was signposted in the first episode that we were going to meet her. <clears throat> and it's just, it, it's just the way it comes about. <laughs> that she just appears out of nowhere. And this yeah. ridiculous voice. <laughs> It was, it but, was Jada Pinkett Smith in Madagascar. <laughs> Does she like to move it, move it? Hey. Um, so, you boys got anything else you want to add before we uh, we disappear uh, into the night? No, I just really, I mean, I just harking back to the um, the, the priest in, in, I think, or whatever he was in, inside the tomb. But that stuff was some of the creepiest stuff I've seen Marvel do in a long while. And more of that, please. I love that whole sequence. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the clicking noise was a little bit cliche and I could have done without. But other than that, I thought that whole sequence was fantastic. And like we mentioned, the, the, the bit where she takes his hand off and he's just trying to stab her with the with the bloody bloody stump. It's just brilliantly done. Um, I, I want more of that across Marvel stuff. I want that creepy skin crawly stuff. I think we're in for an absolute fuckload of it with Doctor Strange too, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, I just I, and I for me, I think it's it's been may not be the best episode, but it's been my favorite of the four so far, just because of the way it just all unravels at the end. Yeah, and and I said at the beginning that this was the most fun that we've had since Loki, um, and I think this ramps that up even more. Yeah, than, than those first couple of episodes, I just think it's it. Proper feels like an action adventure series now. Yeah. With a bit of horror thrown in on top of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just absolutely love where it's going. Josh, anything you want to add? Yeah, this is just my favorite episode of this series. And if they manage to top it, I will be massively impressed. Um, because Mar- Mar- as I said in the last episode, Marvel just have a tendency of doing the maddest shit in each of their respective series in the fourth episode and I just hope they carry it either carry it on or there's a maybe the tiniest dip in the next episode and then the finale is like fuck me that was brilliant yeah, I mean, um, even even was it was episode four of WandaVision where we get the reveal outside of the dome and basically what was going on I think no that was um Quicksilver that's right yeah because yeah. we got to remember that WandaVision no, was longer than the rest of them wasn't it yeah, yeah. That's right. um so it took a little bit longer for us. Kind of, yeah, episode three was the end of the the sitcom era. That's yeah. right, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we got Quicksilver at the end of episode three, didn't we? Right, yeah. Um, and then the episode four was about him kind of settling in. Mm, um, right. But, yeah, episode four does tend to have a, a big influence yeah. um, over the series, no matter what. So... We shall see where episode five goes. Um, I think we're in for some more hippo action, surely. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, boys. And buddies. Right, just um, don't forget, just don't forget, no tree can ascend to the light of heaven if it doesn't descend to the depths of hell. Fuck me, that was deep. Yeah, <laughs> for a Sunday <laughs> evening. That's far too deep. Straight line, though. <laughs> so as I say, thank you, boys. And thank you, listeners. We will be back for episode five and the penultimate episode of Moon Knight. And we'll see you somewhere down the road.